I'm Heidi. I'm Heather. And we're sisters. This is the H&H Show. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the H&H Hour. My name is Heather Taves, and I'm sitting next to my co-host and my sister, Heidi Bolt. Hi, friends. We're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Heidi, I, I'm so weird. I'm, no, you're really not. No, I am some, I'm weird about some things. Okay, give us some context. Um, context is we're approaching a severe weather threat. And you could not be happier and about I'm it. I'm so happy. I've been so happy all day. <laughs> you and my husband are I know. two peas in a and, pod. But here's the thing. Like, we get so let down because mm-hmm. we it's a buildup. Mm-hmm. You've got all the, like, talk about the weather that's coming. And you're just like, it's such a good day because there's excitement coming mm-hmm. in the weather. And it makes me so happy. And then it's just like, we get, like, three sprinkles. So I was laughing so hard this morning. All of a sudden, my text goes off. And I glanced down. I was in my bathroom getting ready. So my day was just packed back to back to back to back. So I glanced down and I see that it's you. And it's like my own personal meteorologist mm-hmm. checking in for the day, letting us know that there is bad weather coming and to be on the lookout. And I'm actually so happy about it because... Right. You got to save your ferns. Exactly. Right. So I was like, hashtag save the ferns that I save just bought. And what would you do if you didn't have me to tell you... 70 mile an hour winds are coming. Well, I'd have to get on the weather app and check it out. And that's... But it, would you? It doesn't... Well, I would have to if my personal meteorologist wasn't texting me every day. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't text you every day just I'm when joking. there's severe weather. I'm totally joking. But it's it's so funny. It's like, I don't want there to be any damage. I don't want there people to be hurt. I just... I like the the anticipation of something coming. Well, I actually really love the storm and the rain and mm-hmm. the, I love it too. I think it's so peaceful mm-hmm. and calming and just relaxing. Mm-hmm. It like relaxes me, which I know some people don't relate to that, but So needless okay. to say, we're going to record this show and then you're going to go ahead and scoot out the door because they're saying that we might have baseball size hail and yeah. your nice, beautiful truck is parked outside, not covered up. So you need to go get that thing under cover. Okay. So we'll make this... Quick. Sound good? We'll watch the radar. How about okay. That? You'll watch the radar. <laughs> My personal meteorologist, Heather Taves. Things you did not know about the H&H Hour. Okay, Heather. We have, we've tried on this show to be pretty vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like from my perspective, we have been. I don't know if our listeners would feel the same way or not. Um, but just transparent about what we're walking through. And obviously not everything is something to be shared. Like just in any circle, there's things you share and... But um, over the years, like, because we've been doing this for years now. <laughs> Almost five years, Heidi. How is that possible? Isn't that amazing? Your it's... baby was a baby. Your youngest was a newborn baby when we started, and she's about to be five. Yes, and the interesting thing about that, Heather, is that we started this podcast, the very first show we ever did was about a miracle healing that took mm-hmm. place. And God is just so cool because... That miracle healing is going to lead us right into the, to today's episode, today's show, because I want to share with our listeners about something really incredible that God has done for me, mm-hmm. and it's very personal. Um, and I'll be super honest, the the day after this happened, we were actually getting ready to record a show, and I I said, I'm like, Heather, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm supposed to talk about this. I'm just not ready yet. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because I was still sitting in this stunned moment of hardly believing that it was possibly true. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So what I want to talk to you guys about is over the years, I've shared with you about my journey to um, healing. And I think so often healing is a journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I think it's instantaneous and it's complete and it's full. And I think sometimes it's a really long road Mm -hmm. where, you know, like when you're running that marathon and the people on the side give you a cup of water and you only have that small, quick, like moment. Yeah. But the completion is miles down the road. Um, so after I had Collins, she's almost five, I was in a very, very deep, what I thought was depressive state. Now, looking back, it was some postpartum depression, Mm -hmm. but it was actually undiagnosed autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. And my body was literally attacking itself on the inside, but there were no outward physical symptoms. Like I didn't look ill. I was just super ill on the inside and it had just been missed by my the care that had been given to me. Um, and so I remember calling my mom one day, I was sitting in my laundry room and I was just weeping. And I said, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I feel so desperate. And she came over and she, you know, picked my baby up out of my arms and she picked me up out of the laundry room and got me some lunch and got me nourished and called my husband home from work. And we had this moment of like, something is not right. You know, we've got to work through this. We have to figure out what this is. Super long story short, we found out that it was severe autoimmune disease that had gone undiagnosed for probably decades. And um, pregnancy had kind of like full on fired it up. And postpartum and nursing and all the things had caused me to be in a very, very sick state. So for the last five years, I have been journeying through that. And there's been really good months and there's been really bad months and good days and bad days and... um, I have a good friend who has the same struggle, and she said the hardest thing about this journey is that you look perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And But sometimes on the inside, you feel like hell is being unleashed on you. And so um, a few weeks later, I was finally properly diagnosed with a disease called Hashimoto thyroiditis, and it's where your body um, starts to attack the thyroid unnecessarily. And your thyroid is responsible for so many of your feelings and emotions and the the hormones that take place, especially in the female body and especially postpartum. Um, So the fact that that was happening was making me feel really, really dark and down. Um, So I was finally able to get on some medication. And I've talked about this on the podcast multiple times. So our people, our sweet people have journeyed with me. And I've even met people, some of you out in public who... I, I don't know personally, but you'll stop me and say, like, how are you? Like, mm-hmm. what's the update? And that has been so sweet and so tender um, just to feel like there's this, this like, rallying around what God's doing in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've sort of learned to just cope with it, mm-hmm. you know, and I've sort of learned how to just move through life. And on the really bad days, I call in help, mm-hmm. whether it's my mom or you or our other sister, Holly, or... Um, you know, my husband, he's gotten really good at noticing my signs. Sometimes mm-hmm. he notices before I notice and kind of calls like the time out and is like, okay, mama needs some TLC. Can I interject yeah. something? You've also done a lot of work to help your body be able to manage it. Yeah. So you've changed your diet yeah. in certain ways for certain seasons yeah. to, to, to try to help, um, you know, some of the different effects that you've been experiencing and you've, you've tried different medications and you've yep. tried different um, nutritional yep. 
options. Protocols. and, and Yes. And so you yeah. haven't just like sat on your mat and not done anything. You've done the work to try to yeah. be as healthy as you can possibly be while still carrying this disease. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say I have done extensive research on it. Like I truly understand the disease. Um, but I also, at the same time for the last five years, once I got well, well ish with medication and it was more under control, I began to speak and to believe that the Lord was going to heal me. Mm -hmm. And I've had these moments of receiving what I believe was a partial healing. Mm -hmm. Um, but continuing to speak it and my husband continuing to pray over me. And I think of like my sweet sister-in-law, Jenna, who she and I try to FaceTime once a week or every other week or every few weeks when life is crazy. And she's been so faithful to pray over my body, to pray Mm -hmm. that my hormones would begin to be balanced and that my body would begin to receive healing against this thyroid Mm -hmm. disease. And, um, she's prayed over me so consistently. And I know that you have Heather and your sweet husband, like, so many people have uplifted me in prayer, but um, a little over a month ago, it was March 14th, I was in the foyer of church and I was helping train someone new, a volunteer in their position as part of our host team. And I was training her and I heard a young woman um, get on stage and start to open the service and I glanced in and I couldn't hear what she was saying, but I kind of glanced in and I saw that she had her son on stage with her. And I thought, huh, I wonder what she's talking about. Because usually when she's on stage, she doesn't have her kids with her. And so I kind of popped in at the end of her story. And basically her story was that she was telling the church that her son was walking through a season of being healed Mm -hmm. from this like random onset of a skin issue where he lost all of his hair. And she was showing pictures that she'd asked the church to pray. So she's showing pictures of the progress after the church prayed. And she's testifying that her little boy was receiving healing. And she said, I just feel like anyone in this room that needs healing, I want you to step forward right now. And my very first thought, as I was sitting in the front row, my very first thought was, I wonder who I'm supposed to pray for. And clear as day, I heard the Lord say to me, I want to heal you. Hmm. And I had actually almost forgotten that because we are called, Heather, to church leadership Mm -hmm. and to ministering to other people, I had actually almost forgotten that the Lord wanted to see me and and heal me in that church setting, in a church setting that I'm called to lead in. He wanted to see me as his daughter and as his child and to provide that healing for me. So I stepped forward, literally like two steps forward. I'm right there at the altar. My husband and kids and friends surround me and I heal, you know, I feel hands being laid on my back and our, our friend Peyton is on stage and she begins to pray. And, um, you know, some people tell these stories of prayer and they feel this like overwhelming presence of God. And it's this really dramatic, impactful moment. And I really didn't feel anything, um, other than just being very cognitive of the fact that I was surrounded by such good people and knowing that not everybody has that. And so noticing like, man, I have such a good group of people around me. But about three-fourths of the way through the prayer, I felt this very noticeable hand, which I would reference as like a bear paw, <laughs> being put on my back. Hmm. And I remember thinking like, what in the world? Whose hand is that? It is so heavy. Hmm. Like it just felt so heavy on my back. Hmm. And enough so that it almost like, I almost stopped hearing what Peyton was praying hmm. because I just noticed this super heavy hand Mm -hmm. on this mitt on Mm -hmm. my back. Mm -hmm. So the prayer ends. 
we go through worship. I, I really, you know, worship was great, but nothing changed. And I was like, oh, okay, well, moving on. And I went and I served in the baby room that night and loved on some babies and had a good conversation with the people I was serving with. And then we were driving home after church. And we're driving home and my husband was having a conversation with me and we were getting to the point in the interstate where we were getting ready to pass on one side of the road is the children's hospital and on the other side of the road is another major hospital in our city. And one of the hospitals my my kids were born in and then the other hospital my son had four surgeries in mm-hmm. and the Lord healed him in that hospital mm-hmm. of like we almost lost him many times. And so every time I travel that road, I thank the Lord for the healing of my son. Mm-hmm. And so as we began to come upon the hospitals, I was thinking about Crosley's healing. And I had this thought. I thought, I wonder if I got healed tonight. Hmm. Because the thing about autoimmune disease is you do have good days. Mm -hmm. You have really, really, really crappy days, but you have good days too. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be having a good day that Mm -hmm. day. Like I didn't, my joints didn't hurt. I didn't have headaches. I didn't have inflammation. Mm -hmm. I wasn't having extreme mood swings. I wasn't having anxiety. So it was a really hard day to tell if I felt better or not because yeah. I already felt well. And so I just thought, I wonder if I got healed. And about three minutes later, I am not joking you, Heather, when I felt, it felt like someone came and began to pour warm oil over the top of my head. Like if you can think of the sensation that a big jar of oil that had been heated mm-hmm. like to the perfect temperature of warmth being poured over the top of my head Hmm. and the top of my head began to just tingle and it felt like the oil began to drip down my entire head and this tingling ran all the way down my skull into my forehead literally I could feel it come through my face through the back of my neck all the way down into my collarbone past where the thyroid is located and then it completely dissipated Hmm. and I was literally stunned And right as that happened, I remembered the heaviness on my back. Mm. I felt the bear paw on my back. And I believe the Lord was recalling to me Mm -hmm. the first episode we started this podcast with when he healed me of a severe back injury. Yes, I had slipped down the steps holding my daughter. I had broken bones in my back. I was terribly, terribly crippled. And... Six days after that, I had a miraculous healing where I felt that extremely heavy hand placed on my back. I felt that same oil warmth, that same tingling. And right after that, I stood up and walked after having to be carried from the bed to the bathroom for six days. And everyone in the house was astonished. Like, what just happened? How are you walking? What in the world? Yeah. But it was the same exact feeling. Yeah. And I realized, I believe the Lord let me feel that, that heaviness. And Mm -hmm. the interesting part is that heavy hand was placed exactly on the location on my back that he healed me in almost five years ago. Wow. And so I think he was doing that so that my brain would recall Mm -hmm. his presence. Yeah. I would recall what it felt like to be touched by him. I would know like, that's the location I've been healed in. Yeah. This is healing so that I would have the boldness and the bravery to begin speaking that I have been healed. And so I was truly so stunned. We still had 10 minutes to drive home, but I was so stunned that I couldn't even tell my husband what had just happened. I just sat there and I was still listening to him talk, but I just sat there like processing what had just happened. And I knew, I knew the minute it happened, I'm like, I just got healed. Mm -hmm. 
So we get home, we put our kiddos to bed. He comes down from getting my daughter to bed and he come he comes in the living room and I said to him, babe, I, I got healed tonight. And of course, because he's journeyed so closely with me through this, he said, what? Are you kidding me? You know, and it's so astonishing. Like we believe God is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. We believe he's the God who heals. But mm-hmm. yet when he shows up and mm-hmm. heals us, it's astonishing. And we're so amazed that he does these things. Right. And so he's like, what in the world? So I tell him the whole story. I tell him what I felt during the prayer. I tell him about, as he's talking to me in the car, what I felt on my head. And I said, I really believe. I tell him about the back, you know, the the, the placement of the hand. I tell him all the things. And I'm like, I really believe the Lord healed me. I, I think he healed me of Hashimoto's. And he was like, babe, that would be life-changing. Yeah. And he just began to praise God. And he was like, thank you, Jesus. Like he sat down and he, he prayed over me. And he was like, thank you, Jesus, that Heidi's been healed. And that was so important to me at that time because he didn't, he would have had every right to be like, oh, babe. <laughs> Are <laughs> Seriously? you sure? Like, come on now. Yeah. He would have had every opportunity to be that voice of doubt, to be like, wait a minute. Is there any way to rationalize this feeling that you had? Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. But instead, he used it like, his faith and his belief mm-hmm. built my faith yes. and my belief. And then I text my mom. I sent my mom a text and I sent our entire church team, which includes you mm-hmm. and my other sister and my local brother and their spouses. And I, so I text our team and everybody's response, you know, was that spirit of belief. Like, thank you, Lord. We've been yes. asking for this. Yes. And that, so that night, like we're sitting there processing this. And I said to Kip, um, okay, like tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., I'm supposed to take my thyroid medication. What do I do about that? Mm -hmm. Because with thyroid medication, it's super finicky. Mm -hmm. Like if you increase it a tiny bit or decrease it a tiny bit, it can throw all your symptoms Mm -hmm. into chaos. And I said, what what am I supposed to do about that? And he said, you know, babe, I think that you should just pray about it tonight. Ask the Lord to give you clarity. And I think in the morning, you're going to know what you should do. And he's like, "Whatever, whatever you think you should do, I'm supportive of that. Also, kind of as a disclaimer, we're very good friends with our doctor who manages this disease. And so I knew that in the morning, if I needed to give him a phone call and get some clarity, and he's a believer. So I knew that I could do that if I had questions. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't like super random, Mm -hmm. like no doctor participation. Right. Um, So the next morning I woke up. And I woke up and I just said, Lord, thank you for my healing. And as soon as I said it, I felt him say, now pick up your mat and walk. Mm. And I thought, okay, that's a reference from the scripture where Jesus has just healed a crippled man. Mm -hmm. And he says, pick up your mat and walk. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the crippled man in the story of the Bible is that that man had been crippled his whole life. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't, I tell people this. It's not like he had a yoga mat that he was just chilling with. And then when when he was tired, he'd sit down and take a rest. Like it was his place of residing. Mm -hmm. It was his routine. It was his identity. It was everything about his life. And so I really believe that the Lord was giving me the freedom to eliminate that routine of 8 a.m., taking the medication, doing the things that I had to do in order to function throughout the day. Yeah. And so I just said, okay, Lord, I'm going to go off this medication and I'm going to trust you and I'm going to be wise about it. If I need to include my doctor, I will. If I need to reevaluate in a few days, I will. But I'm, I'm going to pick up my mat and I'm going to walk and I'm going to see how this goes. 
And that was on March 14th. And we're podcasting on May 3rd. And I have not had one day (laughs) of taking any medication. And I have had zero symptoms of autoimmune disease, of Hashimoto, of extreme exhaustion of anxiety of the thing like i used to do a workout and it would take me four days to recover because my body could not self-recover and yet i've implementing work i've implemented consistent workout again and like i said gone off my medication and the lord has sustained me and i just i so believe that he brought me that healing Yes. And it's been astonishing. It's been stunning. And for context, when we were in Mexico just a month before, yes. you ran out of medication. I forgot to take it because I was off my it. routine. And so you didn't have it for... Three what? days. Okay. And you were feeling it. Well, I said to you one day, I'm like, this is so weird. I have had so much rest and I am so exhausted. Yeah. Like I can hardly function. You yeah. know, I'm... Like sitting here at the pool getting served and I'm just like, my limbs are just dragging. And you just had forgotten to take your medication. And it hit me like, shoot, I haven't taken my medication Mm -hmm. since we got here. Yeah. You know, and because I was off my routine of going to my fridge, taking my medicine, you know, all the things. And so, so three days of being off of it made me feel like death. (laughs) I think it was so cool of God to give you that. Yeah. Like that, it was sort of like a, um, like uh, I knew I needed it. Well, yeah, like a little example yes. of you Comparison. could go with it for three days in Mexico and then now you've gone six, seven weeks without it. Yeah. And I have to tell you too, Heidi, like, I mean, we have just, we have celebrated and we have praised God and we yeah. have, we've shouted from the rooftop. We've told yeah. our church. Testified. We've told, yeah. We've testified of it. You know, yeah. you're, you're testifying of it now. And um, the thing that I have noticed is that when you were so, so sick and you were battling all of this, like you did such a good job of still living life and still loving your kids, but like you were, your personality shifted a little bit because you were dealing with all this pain and dealing with all this struggle. Yeah. And like, I even just told Chris the other day, because I mean, we've been best friends since we were, I mean, how old are you? 30. Eight. I think I'm 38. So, <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, 38 I'm 38. Years. So I, I know you really, really, right. really well. We shared a bedroom and, until you got married at yeah, sorry. 21 years old. So yeah. yeah, real, real close. Yeah. But you, your personality came back. Yeah. Like the true Heidi came back. Yeah. And I even, I told Chris that I'm like, Heidi's back. Yeah. Be- and it wasn't, it wasn't like we ever, you know, I ever thought that I lost you, but mm-hmm. you just were fighting yeah. to just... Yeah. Live life. Yeah. To survive. You were fighting to survive. Well, and I think it's so much energy was going into dealing with the normal of life. Yeah. Dealing, you know, like being a wife, being a mom, mm-hmm. being a church leader, mm-hmm. being a podcaster, being a home educator, mm-hmm. like all of the things. It's like you were treading water. Barely. Yeah. Like, and sometimes calling for the life preserver. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do. I feel. I feel like a completely different person. And when I got up a few weeks ago, because I've tried to be intentional to keep our church in the loop because the Lord is doing some incredible things in our church. He is moving and he is creating this expectancy where our people actually believe God's going to show up. And then when he does, they're celebrating that he's shown up. And even like last night we had dinner with friends and one of my, our, our good friends, he looked at me and he said, 
so how has this week been? Are you still symptom free? Yeah. You know, like they know to ask me. Right. Are you still healed? Yeah. You know, and um, I told like Ryan, I'm still healed, and he's like, that's amazing. Yeah. And so I've I've been telling the church like as when I get up to do an announcement or whatever, like, hey, by the way, I'm still healed. Like I, it's you know been five weeks and I I still feel great yeah. and. Um, because I want to, I want to birth in them yes. the expectation that God is in the business of being the God who heals us, of being the God who sets us free, of seeing us as an individual with individual needs. And it's not as if He's the God that's like, oh, you know what, Heidi? Like I have one healing to give out today, and this person next to you has got a more horrifying illness, and so I'm going to give it to her instead. No, like he's willing to give it to whomever is asking. Yes, that's so good. And whoever is expecting. That's so good. And just to see the faith rise of our people. And it's so interesting because as we have been faithful to testify, we have not seen an easy road come on the heels of that. Right. Like we have seen the Uh enemy try to throw these extreme daggers. Like so much so that it's... assault. It is almost hysterical that yeah. he thinks we're not going to notice. Yeah. Um, but we haven't backed down. Like we've right. continued to say like, no, God is healing. God is doing these miracles, these signs and wonders. And it's not, these are not things for just old time. Like the gifts have not ceased. That's right. The miracles have not ceased. That's right. The Lord is still moving and he's for you today. Listener, whoever needs that touch from the Lord, you will know the Lord has touched you and healed you when it happens because of what you will feel in your physical body, but then the clarity that he brings to a situation is just, it's truly astonishing. Yeah. I want to give some context from scripture. Um, In Acts 2, Peter is, is, it's the beginning of the church. It's the beginning of the modern day church as we know it, the, the church of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit has come and he's infilled the apostles and Peter steps forward and he begins to prophesy um, from Joel. So right. long ago, prophet Old Joel, Testament. Old Testament, this this man. And they, they know they know the prophecies of old. Right. But he begins to repeat these prophecies from Joel. And he says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And Heidi, I just, I want to really just um, prophetically speak over some people right now and say that God is moving. We are in that time. We are in that time that God is pouring out his spirit on his people, men and women alike, on our sons and daughters. You know, every single night, I know you guys do this too. We pray over my teenage son and over my preteen daughter and we ask God to give them dreams and visions. Yep. We ask him to speak to them in their in their dreams because God says he will. Right. Like how would I not ask for that when he says it right here? I will give your young men dreams. Yeah. <laughs> they will dream dreams and they will prophesy. Like yeah. how, how am I not going to ask for that when it says it right there? Yeah. And so we do that. But here's what's happening. We're seeing we're seeing this gift of healing mm-hmm. and this gift of um, dreams 
just God just pouring out dreams on people and we're seeing signs and wonders. And I just want everything. I want everything that is possible. Yeah. I want all of that. Yes. And a few weeks ago at church, um, we had a someone visit that doesn't attend our church, but that is connected with us. And he came up to me after church and he um, said, actually it was this one of the Sundays that my husband Chris was really sick and mm-hmm. he wasn't there. And we had, we had prayed over him for yeah. healing. And we my, had him on FaceTime. We had him on FaceTime. Yeah. And myself and then my son and my daughter were kneeling mm-hmm. and just representing, you know, for him and, yeah. and asking for healing. And they were both kneeling by me. And this man comes up to me afterwards and he says, does your, does your son, has he ever been told that he has a gift of healing on him? Yeah. And I said, I don't think he has, but by all means, please go share that with him. He said, I clearly heard the Lord say hmm. that he is the gift of healing. Yeah. And um, so he went over and he told him that. Um, and so we talked with him about that afterwards. And, you know, we were like, Benny, this is something God, this is a gift God's given you. Yeah. And Heidi, in multiple places in the New Testament, it talks about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. But I want to just highlight 1 Corinthians 12, um, where Paul says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. And then he lists some of these spiritual gifts. He said, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. And I love that so much because mm-hmm. that's what we're called to do. We're called to love one another, to serve one another. Yeah. That's the reason for our gift. Mm-hmm. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Hmm. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. He alone decides which gift a person should have. And there are some people who believe that those gifts were just for the people of the early church and nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Right. These gifts, God would not give these gifts to the early church than to just leave us all hanging right now. Right. Those gifts still exist today. The Holy Spirit still gives us gifts. And so we have been talking with our son about this. And um, a while back we were at an event and this person had a uh, um, and a word of knowledge knew that someone there was supposed to be healed mm-hmm. of a certain pain in their body. Like a specific thing. A specific thing yeah. and called this out and someone came forward. And this person also knew that this word that had been spoken over mm-hmm. our son. And so she asked him to come over and lay hands on this person and pray with them. Mm-hmm. And they did. Hmm. And she said, Bennett, you have the gift of healing. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to use this right now. Yeah. Well, just today. <laughs> we got a report that that person was miraculously healed. Come on. No pain. No pain. It's gone. Come on. And so this is my point, Heidi. God is in the business of healing. Yes, He's he is. pouring out his spirit yeah. in a massive way like we have never seen in our lifetime yeah. before. 
and he wants to use us. He wants us to use our gifts to serve and love one another and to see these things happening. We just have to be bold enough to walk in it. That's absolutely right. And I remember looking at my son and I I said to him, because he's 14, you know, like he's still trying to figure out stuff. And and I looked at him and I said, Bennett, um, my sister-in-law had said, you don't have to pray. Just lay your hands on him. And I looked at him and I said, but if God tells you to, you pray. Yeah. Like, find your boldness. Yeah. You know, you prophesy over that person. Yeah. You claim healing. Yeah. Because you've been given that gift. And so I just think we are living in a time where we we can't not. Right. We can't not begin to walk in it and yeah. ask God for healing. Because he is in the healing business. And we're seeing it. Yes. We're seeing, seeing healings. Yes. Someone said in church, I believe we'll be seeing healings every single week. Yes. And we have been. Yes, we have been. Well, and how important that the adults around your son were calling out we're, we're speaking the faith into him to believe that the word spoken over him of you have the gift of healing, which is biblical. How important that you guys were not discounting that. You could have easily been like, you know, he's 14. Mm-hmm. Like, right, come on, dude. Are mm-hmm. you serious? Like, you're really going to point out a 14-year-old and mm-hmm. be like, put this extreme mantle on him? Like, mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, don't, don't put that much pressure mm-hmm. on my kid. But yet instead, you and this person you spoke of, our sister-in-law, were like, no, come on. We're mm-hmm. going to access that. We're mm-hmm. going to tap into that. And what a faith builder for Bennett. What a faith builder so that the next time mm-hmm. he comes into contact with someone who needs healing, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, you know what? God has done this before. He can do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And he will build that faith. Yeah, that's right. And his face today when I told him that that person had been healed, I mean, a smile like you can't even imagine. Yeah. Just his face lit up. Like yeah. he, was, he was like, what? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Like that, that is what we get, the life we get to live, that we have to call it out. And when you've experienced something like that, when, when Bennett has experienced someone recognizing the gift in him, mm-hmm. him getting to walk in that, him getting to see the faithfulness of mm-hmm. God, how difficult would it be for him ever to walk away from the truth, having right. experienced right. it personally? Right. You know, and I just want to, I want to remind somebody, God is... I think so often we think of like, well, God is God is God, but actually God has so many names that He calls Himself, mm-hmm. and I believe it's because He needs us to understand the magnitude of who He is, because our human minds cannot possibly we cannot possibly fathom His vastness and His omnipresence and His omnipotence. So He gives Himself these names because our human minds can then compartmentalize the portions of God that we need for the moment. And the, the God, one of his names, one of God's names is Jehovah Rapha. Mm-hmm. And that is, it means the God who heals. Mm-hmm. And so God says, hey, do you need healing? Then call on me, call me Jehovah Rapha. Yeah. And I will show up to you as the God who heals. Right. And, and that is what he does. You know, it's like as parents, our neighbor kids don't come and call us mom. Right. Our children call us mom. Your neighbor kid would call you Mrs. Taves. Because you have a different name to them right. in a different scenario. Right. And and your husband calls you probably babe or hun or right. Hev. Right. You know, and, and that's part of your name. Right. It doesn't mean that you're it doesn't like it doesn't mean that you're not still mom right. or still Mrs. Taves. You're babe in that moment. It's one of your names. Right. And God is the same way. Like he's so yes. massive that we in our humanness need mm-hmm. to be able to see in a very small part of who he is 
for the situation in our life. And so if you're in need of healing, I would challenge you, call out like Jehovah Rapha, the Mm -hmm. God who heals me. Like, give me the healing that you have in store for me. Mm -hmm. Because I just picture like God with this massive storehouse bigger Mm -hmm. than you can possibly fathom. And he has all of these healings available mm-hmm. on these sh- on these shelves, stacked mm-hmm. floor to ceiling, floor to ceiling, floor to ceiling. And it, nobody's asking for the healing. Yeah. And so they're sitting. You know, these perfect organs are sitting, yeah. waiting on the transplant, waiting on yeah. the ask. Yeah. And he's never going to force himself on us. He's never going right. to force the healing. So we have to be asking and saying, Jehovah Rapha, you're the God who heals. Yeah. We need this healing. And if you don't get it the first time you ask, keep asking. Because how many times have you asked for your healing, Heidi? And then the one time, like you kept, you were persistent. You know, it's that whole concept of the mustard seed. The faith is as small as a mustard seed. That didn't mean that you just had a little bit of faith. It meant you had faith that was long lasting. That you kept asking, that you were persistent, that you didn't give up. And so then it was that time when you stepped forward and you asked God to heal you. And that... That just don't give up because yeah. God will heal you. That's yeah. who he is. It's in his nature. He yes. can't not do what is in his nature. So good. So I hear women specifically say a lot, like, I really struggle to ask for help. Like, oh, I just feel so bad. Like, I can't ask for help. But in this situation, God is expectant that we ask him yeah. to be our helper. Yeah. We ask him to be the God who heals us. Because he's not us. a bully. No. He doesn't force himself no. on us. No. He waits for us to to say, we need you. We yeah. want you to yeah. intervene in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you for sharing. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm cheering alongside of you. I yeah. have been. Yeah. And um, I just, I pray that someone's faith is increased and that here's the th- cool thing too. When you've been healed of something, you have authority in that. That's right. And so if you specifically have Hashimoto's or autoimmune disease, would you please reach out to us? Yep. And we would love to FaceTime you and to pray over you and to, because Heidi has authority in that now. Mm-hmm. She, she has been healed of that. And so she has authority to speak specifically against that disease. Yeah. And you also can be healed. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. Heather. All right, friends, thanks for listening. If you want to connect with us, you can email us, the H&H Hour at Gmail. You can reach out to us on Instagram. We are the H&H Hour, and we really would love to connect with you. So have a great week.